poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson, and I am joined by John Chai. John, how you doing, sir? How's it going, Brad? Doing pretty good. Got more live hands sticking with the with the theme from the last three weeks. Mm, the theme, the theme of your life now, just all live hands all the time. I actually have like a real theme for these two hands, um, which is going to be kind of the question of the value of checking range uh, when you have value out of position and, and multi-way. It's something that I do a lot online. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to hear what your thoughts are about whether like the same kind of strategic concept applies live or is there a reason that, you know, I should, I shouldn't be checking range. Sure. All right. I guess without any further ado, you know, we're just going to dive into it. Not Aces much. baby. Aces baby. John John's living in the live streets, and the hand that he shows is aces. Boy, oh boy. What a so we're playing, surprise. Uh, we're playing 510. Um, the villain and I, uh, well, I'm in the hijack. Uh, the main villain in this hand is in the cutoff. We're about 300 big blinds effective, 3,000 effective. So I open to $30. The cutoff calls. He's a, uh, definitely a recreational player. Um, the big blind calls as well. So we're three-handed to the flop. Nine, eight, deuce, rainbow, big blind checks. Uh, I guess we can just start here. We got a fish behind us and a reg in the big blind, um, flopping over pair with aces. Yeah, I mean, I think that while it's hard for me to say that like we should just be checking range, multi-way, out of position like every time, I would say that on this specific board, in this specific situation, I think checking is good. I think that the player behind is going to most likely over-aggress. You know, they're going to bet most of the hands that they call a bet with. Um, Queen-Jack, Jack-10, probably an 8, probably a 9, maybe even something like 7-6s, 5s, 4s, 3s, uh, ace-deuce suited. So like any pair, any draw, right. I think... You could definitely see like a, like a non-pro on the cutoff betting, like seeing two checks in the spot and just betting 7s and 6s and 5s thinking like they need protection or you know yeah, they equity don't want to see a jack on the turn yeah yeah and i think there's a lot of information gained based on you know the size that villain chooses as well mm -hmm. like we have a hand that's like can be you know it's just mo almost certainly we're going to be check raising facing most sizes that aren't like pot or overbet um if the cutoff decides to stab plus you know, we can get additional information gain if the flop checks through and then whether or not the big blind bets or checks on the turn. Um, and I think the cutoff's check is actually going to reveal information as well. What do you think about like versus uh, like a cutoff that you think is fairly aggressive, not check raising aces here? Do you think that is like a route at like 300 bigs effective or are you like at 100, I would feel really comfortable getting aces in and just playing a huge pot somehow, I think. At well, 300, I mean, I'm starting to get like, yeah, I don't know if this guy is just like 
stacks off with ace nine or tens on on you know every run out anymore. No, we're just playing the flop, right? We're not sure, sure, sure. Okay, instantly okay, okay. getting our all, right, all, right, all the right. chips in. There's nine point five bigs, and we've got you know two hundred ninety seven big blinds left. So the fact that you check raise a flop doesn't necessarily mean that like you just <clears throat> put all the money in. Right, right. Okay, I guess maybe the way I should have phrased it is like opening the door for putting in. Tons and tons, tons and tons of big blinds. Anyways, that, well, that, that it, would it depends be like on the size that villain uses, right? Like the the, the sure, cutoff sure. uses, and plus, like you're playing live, so you have additional data points to yeah. Yeah. work with as far as like how they put the chips in the pot, how long yep. they take, what's their typical value sizing scheme. I mean, you, we have like a lot of additional considerations that you know you're privy to, to where like I would just trust my ability to look at all the data points and prioritize what I think is most important and then just make an educated decision based on that analysis. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I think that, yeah, sometimes you're going to check call if, you know, the situation feels right. And sometimes you're going to check raise if the situation feels right. And then from that point on, you know, you're going to have additional information gain on the turn and then even more data points that, you know, villain's going to, villain's going to give you. So like, there's a lot, there's a lot of play left before all the stacks are sure. Sure. Um, so villain bets 70, which is about 70% and mm. the big blind fold. So here's the point in the hand where I ask you about any additional data points. No additional data points. I would say that, um, Kind of like a player note that I would, I would have on this uh, on this villain is that he is um, very aggressive post flop and kind of loose passive pre. So not surprised to see him stab like not surprised to see him stab at all. Like when I checked him in this spot, um, mm-hmm. wouldn't be shocked if he's like the type of person that almost just auto stabs here um, when checked to twice uh, when checked to by both players. Um, uh, no, like physical data points in terms of like how we put the seventy in. Yeah. Okay. Um, quickly, slowly. Normal. <laughs> what is normal for this guy? I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing that stands out. You put the seventy in. It was not quick. It was not slow. It was. Yeah. All right. I mean, in that case, like I, I would just check raise probably to like two fifty ish. Okay. I did not. I just thought that. Well, one. I thought that. I should be playing like a little bit more conservatively 300 big blinds deep, maybe not versus probably not versus fish. Like that's probably just not as applicable. And then the second thing was like, I just, just hope this guy finds ways to like weird ways to over aggress if I call. Yeah. I think that on a lot of different runouts, you're not going to get to raise. Um, but that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. But should you be? I guess that's that's like the real question, right? Like, should you be okay with not getting to raise on a future street? I guess it depends on like how like how aggressive post flop I expect this villain to be. Like, if he's like if I know that he's just gonna bomb three streets, then like I wouldn't be like sad about not getting to raise aces mm-hmm. at some point. But okay, you know, well, you go ahead and call, and the turn's a ten, which is. Uh, subpar turn, I think, yeah, for aces. Yeah. You check, and villain goes ahead and bets like two thirds. Uh, like at this point, there's just no chance that you can do anything other than check call. Right. <clears throat> just, yeah. On the flop, you can get called by much worse, have a 
equity advantage this turn. I think it's just very dicey. Yep, I agree. Uh, villain bets 140, you call. So the board is deuce, eight, nine, ten, with the nine, ten of hearts. You have black aces. Uh, the river's a five, so just total blank. Doesn't really do anything. Six, seven was a straight. So you check, and the villain goes ahead. The villain overbets. Okay, 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 okay. So it, it is an overbet, but I didn't know it was an overbet at first because there's a data point here in the way he put the chips in. He just grabbed with two hands like an indiscriminate amount of $10 chips, just two stacks of them, right? It was more than 20 in each stack, mm-hmm. which is how this ends up being 600. There's roughly 30 in each stack, I guess. Yeah. And so he, he grabs both of them and then puts like puts them both out in front of him, but like the right hand hits the felt like a millisecond after the left hand, right? So the dealer kind of like stops and looks at me. He's like, kind of like, hey, do you want to call string on this? Because like it, it was close and like I would understand if you wanted to do it, but I'm not going to like just call the floor over here. And so he yeah. like kind of looked at me. So I sort of felt like, oh, I have the option here to decide how big how big this guy's I mean, it's, is. yeah but it's clear the intent right like you yeah yeah the intent was the intent was clear but it was like a like it was a spot where kind of i think it would have been like acceptable for for me to like call call string if i if i really wanted to or something if yeah. i was like you know let's both be real you would never I was just wondering like would you ever pick the 300 like if would you ever be like no 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 i just i i only want him to bet 300 ish i don't want to i would never even consider calling string bet like i i can observe the intent i see what they're trying to do and like i think it's you would much rather face 300 like much rather face 300 i don't think it's really close but uh, you know a recreational player i just wouldn't do it i mean i wasn't even thinking about it in the sense of like i don't want to call string on a recreational player whose intent was clear i was just thinking about it as like yeah. Do I want to gamble for these extra 300 bucks? I mean, what do you mean gamble for it? Like, right. Like it's like, I could make like a $300 bluff catch on the river or I can choose to make it a $600 bluff catch. Yeah. But if you choose to make it a 300, then you're going to annoy the. Sure. Sure. Let's just, gonna... let's just have that aside. Let's just, you can't let's... put that aside because it's, it's like the priority data point. Sure. Right? Sure. Sure. Like, I agree that that is the most important thing. Then but... how do you put it aside? Like, yeah, it's okay, better. Okay. You, you sh- like, if you put that aside, then yeah, you, you call string and call 300. What? I, I think clearly. I don't know. I don't think it's that clear. Okay. Uh, I would say that like villains river overbet is going to be a much stronger bet. But yeah. I don't even know that he knew he was overbetting. Yeah, that's fair. You know that they tried to bet a bunch. I mean, they're trying to bet a lot of chips that are in front oh. of them. I thought for sure that like if like the, you know, kind of the, I don't want to call it like politics, but like the etiquette of the spot, if that didn't matter, that you would have picked the 600. No, villains polarizing the river and I want a better price with my aces. I mean, yeah, but, that's... I mean what, if they're just, what if they're just bluffing? <laughs> well, then great. But you have a bluff catcher. You, I don't think you want to pay more money with your bluff catcher here on the river unless oh, they're... No, no, no. I don't want it to pay more. Yeah? Yeah. Um, well, I assume you paid more. I, 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 I asked him, I was like, how much did you mean to bet? And he said all of it. And I said, okay. And then I called. <laughs> uh, and he mucked. Yeah. 
We have no no hand. No hand. No hand. Nice. So you probably made the max, even in the variety of different ways that this hand could have gone down. Maybe. Maybe. Possible. Possible Possibly they have something like seven, eight, and... call check yeah. raise, and then you check right, turn, right. and then they bomb off in a bigger pot. Yeah. Who knows? Anyways, yeah. I just thought it was just a, one of like the hilarious, quirky live situations that occur where like someone... Please, John, don't don't go full live, live, live reg and start... <laughs> <laughs> calling calling the floor on a potential string bet. I mean, if guys. yeah, maybe I should just I should have just not even asked him how much he meant to bet if I was planning on calling the six twenty. No, I mean that you're giving them the option, right? Like, yeah. I think that's that's actually reasonable. I think like calling the floor though is like just. Have you ever called the floor for anything? Yeah, going to cash it? Really? I mean, I not like. Maybe not something that's like behavior related, right? Not like someone like berating a dealer or something like that. Have you ever called the floor for like? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, there was a spot at Hawaiian Gardens where, oh. um, I, I, oh, yeah. Of course it happened in LA. Yeah. I can't remember the action, but I know that like I put a guy in for uh-huh. what I thought was like 30 or 40 big blinds and I had Queen Jack suited and he had like, as five ten, so he had like three stacks in front of him of you know five dollar chips, oh. and I saw him like looking down at a place at the table that wasn't the stacks, and I realized that he must have chips hidden behind oh. the three in between him and the stack. Yeah, yeah, and so I he actually had like eight hundred more behind his three, and so I called the floor like i i saw what was going to happen before it happened and i called yeah. the floor before he could do anything wow um, as soon as what's really funny as soon as i called the floor he called like instantly called when i called the floor um what? which which was like okay. what's what's so funny so, about sorry sorry the action here is like did you put in 3 or 400 or are you all in i i i said all in Okay, I mean, I, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all in, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. so he's like making his decision. I think he has 300. He's got like 11. Yeah, and yeah. so he's like looking at a spot that's not in front of him and I'm like, oh shit, like he's got chips behind there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I call the floor. He snap calls right when I call the floor. And he ends up having like a seven suited. And for the life of me, I don't... <laughs> still don't understand what happened in this hand he like wanted to call more money with a7 like when i called the the floor on him like he, i could i have so many hands that have him dominated there like you would think that he has like aces or ace king or i don't know a good hand but, i mean those hands would just snap right like they wouldn't like look at the yeah they, they wouldn't but yeah. like maybe ace queen suited or something i don't know like it just it's like it was, I've been waiting for this angle so that I could run a really close like right close like, well, like. You, you desperately want to call all in with a seven suited now for eleven and not three like you would you're actually happy I called the floor because like <laughs> you want to play for thirty big blinds only not eleven uh hundred and ten but hey, I don't know man there's some people like me who just they think that a seven is just no. enough equity to. Well, we Some put the money in and want to uh, play for 600 on the river instead of 300. Like, I busted him. So like I fought the <laughs> Jack and won. So I don't know. It didn't really work out for, it wouldn't have worked out for him either way. But yeah, that's, that's the time that like comes to mind that I, I preemptively called the floor because I, I knew something was about to happen 
Did you um, say something to the four? Like after he calls? Isn't that like, wouldn't you think that that's kind of the, that's okay too? Like you'd be like, dude, he just didn't have. I mean, I told visible. the dealer, I, I yeah. called, I, I said, I told the dealer to call the floor and I told the dealer like exactly what I thought was happening right there. Yeah, like, yeah, does yeah. he have chips behind? Because I can't see them. Yeah. So like, don't, I'm not going to, I don't want him to like remove the chips and put them in front. When the floor gets here, I want the dealer to see what I see mm-hmm. so that everything, you know, is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. right there. But yeah, like. It was, yeah. And you're in LA. So the dealer just shrugged and. <laughs> no, the dealer, the dealer. I mean, the dealer saw what was going on, and then he just communicated to the floor, and the floor had an easy ruling of like, "Ah, oh, those seven hundred don't play. They're behind the walls of three hundred chips." Hmm. Wow! Wow! Probably the best ruling. One of the best rulings I've heard of in, <laughs> in, in LA. Yeah, well, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on LA poker way too much. Yeah, I, I think like, I mean, you have to protect yourself. It's just an example of like when you're playing cards especially in a casino, you just have to be observant and pay attention yeah. to what people are doing and everything that's going on. And you can't be like shy. You have to be just sort of on the spot of like, I think this Stand is happening. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's the time I called the floor on somebody. Um, and now I guess we'll segue into a break with your theme of whether or not you should be Checking range out of position, playing live poker. Stick around. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com bootcamp. Available now. Before boot camp, I had been playing for maybe 15 years, somewhat seriously, always trying to get better, jumping from learning program to different learning programs and training site to training site. Kind of feeling a little bit lost, not really knowing how to go about getting better. And preflop boot camp just felt like a great starting point, a way for me to to move from being a losing player to, to possibly a winning player. It felt like the right first step. Once you jumped in boot camp, what was your experience like? Well, first off, I realized that I'd been making a lot of mistakes prior to boot camp, kind of learning what rangers should look like and what hands should be played in what situations. You know, it was it was exciting because I I could see what other people had been doing to me, what kind of what I had been missing in my game. And then from there, just the whole camaraderie of everybody that's um, signed up, working together, trying to achieve that goal. You know, that that was fun. That's uh, pushing each other and really helping uh, one another, kind of feeling like you're a part of a team. It was uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed the process and I learned a lot. What was your experience like playing cards post bootcamp? It's a totally different experience. You know, it put me in a position to be successful as opposed to always being behind the eight ball and, and playing catch up. Um, I really feel like it's it's the foundation of, of a solid poker game. And uh, since boot camp, I've been able to, to turn a profit and keep building on what I learned there. 
you know, being able to go back into the group and uh, re really work together even after boot camp was over. It's it's been awesome. What's your sample size of winning post boot camp? I think I have seventy thousand hands played by now. You know, I'm a father and I have a job, so I'm not a, a professional player by any means. That's my sample size. Preflop Bootcamp is the flagship Chasing Poker Greatness training program. If you'd like to dramatically upgrade your preflop game, a new bootcamp launches on the last Saturday of every single month. The price is $199 and your link to join is ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp, all one word, or you can click through in the description box of this episode. All right, welcome back from the break. John, you want to set up the second half of today's Tactical Tuesday? Yep, so um, playing for cash still. Uh, the blinds are now 10-20. There's a $20 big blind Annie. Uh, I'm on the cutoff with red. I'm in the cutoff with red deuces. Uh, action folds around to me. I make it sixty. On the cutoff, huh? Not in the cutoff. Curious. Curious. I I, Curious. I corrected myself. I said in. I meant yeah. To say. You're you're in the cutoff, but you're on the button. I never. I don't know why these things are the way they are. And you are. You're just you just are UTG. You just you're are. Never, you're, 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 you're not, not, you're not you're in it or on it. Yeah. Around it, you just you just <laughs> are. You exist. Um, in the cutoff, sixty. <laughs> so on the cutoff, the button. <laughs> uh, button calls. You got, yeah, you're twelve k deep. It looks like. So, mm -hmm. in... someone I perceive to be a strong reg on the button. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I don't know if this is like a data point, but there aren't fish in the blinds. Um, which is somewhat pertinent i think to the button's flatting range i would expect the button to flat wider with uh with weaker players in the blinds and mm -hmm. um i don't think there's a reason for him to deviate preflop much at least in terms of the the competition in the blinds right so essentially what you're saying is they just have a flatting range here on the mm -hmm. button facing a yep. cutoff open yep at this depth well that's a fairly good flop king seven deuce rainbow um i guess you only hand that you're would even be somewhat worried about would be sevens mm -hmm. um so i guess we'll start here you fought bottom set on a very dry board classic question for this hand i think this so one of the things that i wanted to say for this hand is like okay so deuces clearly meets the bet 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 value threshold right mm -hmm. like there's no way that deuces doesn't have enough equity to bet three streets for value um so that's like one thing that i'm weighing the other thing that i'm weighing is sort of the idea of having like a protected checking range and and the theme for this episode is just having strong hands that check when the vast majority the vast majority of your range is probably just going to want to check mm -hmm. here um does the vast majority of our range want to check on king seven deuce rainbow or just like sorry the the a lot of your range that you open in the cutoff is going to whiff on on king seven deuce and and be air yeah i think um yeah, I think you have like natural hands that want to check and then natural hands that want to bet. And this is a natural hand that probably wants to bet. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. And then the third thing that I wanted to add just for like kind of context and like what I was thinking in this spot is that like this is a reg that I play with 
regularly. Yeah. And like we, he knows me, like we, we look at each other's faces and kind of thing. It's not like we're online and it's like, Oh, you know, might be this guy. might be that guy. Like, um, and what does that even it is mean, having though? like a protected checking range more valuable versus, you know, in, in that, in that kind of environment or sh- should I just be, well, let's flip the script here. Back. If you flat the button and they mm-hmm. open the cutoff, right. And this is the same flaw. Uh-huh. Do they have a protected checking range? I would assume yes, but you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would you never have no know. idea, yeah. right? You, right? You you can't know. You can't have enough data points to really right. know. Right. So, like yeah. to me, yeah, you know what each other looks like, but to know the in depth uh, structure of one another's strategy, especially in live poker, is going to be so difficult that mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of value in ha- like having a protected checking range and them knowing it Mm -hmm. um not to say that like maybe checking range just is the best thing to do here like strategically Mm -hmm. right like i think you know initially i thought "Mm, if you're gonna like split you probably are gonna have some like big bets here and checks but maybe you just check and then check raise with all those hands that would want to big bet right or check so like ace queen queen jack maybe jack 10 queen 10 suited uh to go along with like you know maybe ace eight, nine of spades maybe eight nine of spades maybe ace king maybe sets of sevens sets of deuces um yeah so like maybe you're just going to convert your big bet polarized c-bet range into a check raise strat that is how i would prefer to structure my strategy i think i think that is that's it's much simpler to manage. Yeah. Okay. So then essentially you're just checking range here and then have a bunch of check raises, except villain doesn't bet. So no. that sort of throws a wrench in that plan. At least um, we don't have to worry about sevens. <laughs> yeah. We probably don't have to worry about sevens. Uh, I would imagine that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it could be that like villain just expects us to bet this board you know, have like a polarized strat. And then like when you check, they just kind of check back because, you know, they don't want to bet into, you know, into that. So turn is the Jack of hearts. So flop was King seven deuce rainbow turn is the Jack of hearts. So opens up uh, backdoor flush draws and a bunch of backdoor straight draws, not ultra. Wouldn't really think that villain. I mean, I guess they could have some backdoor, Straight draws, maybe some backdoor flush draws too. The check back, um, queen ten is unlikely to be part of their range. I would think that that hand's probably a pure three bet free, and then also probably stabs versus flop check. So I wouldn't be super concerned about that. Um, king jack, I guess like king jack could be there if they check back. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked to see king jack and, check yeah. back the flop. Yeah. Um. So then, like, I guess the, the question is, how often do you expect them to bet here on the turn? If you check, it's first place to start. Um, I assume that all their king X will bet if I check here. I assume that all the hands that you described that, like, turn straight draws here will likely stab versus check. Um, and those... I mean, and then also just like the complete airball whiffs that were like checking back the flop, semi giving up maybe like a hand like 
five six of you know diamonds or something like that if he yeah if he ever does something like that um would probably start stabbing the turn okay so what's your plan here i bet <laughs> all, all <right>. that being said. <laughs> <laughs> with all of that said you go ahead and bet um you bet 100 and 170 and villain calls so i think like villain calling is fairly reasonable i think they have like a bunch of king x they probably have a bunch of jack x wouldn't be mm. super worried about the straight draws maybe they have like backdoor flush draws um but essentially i would be thinking like they probably just have bluff catchers that mm. make up the majority of their range um and the river pairs the jack uh <laughs> what an i think this is a pretty interesting spot yeah um so I guess the, the question is I think there's so many things uh, I mean I, th I think I have like an ideal path but I'll ask you about your okay, thoughts okay so I have like I see like three options here one is just value bet big normal try to get bluff caught by probably jack x maybe something like an overbet on the river or something like that mm -hmm. I think another option is bet small to induce get all the jack x to raise and get like queen 10 get hearts to raise that seems like a little bit out there and then the third one is just check let thin value thin value bet let trip jacks value bet and then let the all the natural bluffs just bluff the river mm -hmm. hmm. i think yeah i would not induce yeah, I, I think, think that's like the most that, fancy play. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's like, I just don't think it's good. Like, I think that villain, like we just talked about, you know, we're like, villain has a lot of bluff catchers and that just aren't going to raise. So mm -hmm. you're just like trapping a small bet um, right. from all their King X. And then even if they raise with a Jack and you bet three bet the river, like it's, they're not going to call every time with a Jack. I yeah. can't imagine. So right. like, or they're not going to call with every jack or something kind of. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're not going to get three bets as often as you would like. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I would imagine like you just want to capture one really big bet and just you know two x or two point five x the river would be the easiest path to maximizing value versus a jack and also polarizing versus their bluff catchers okay um i guess then like my question would be what hands call the 2.5x that don't bet and call a check raise or like seven eight suited oh you think like king, seven eight and like king, king ten four, suited king just 10. like just call the 2.5x on the river yeah well i mean think about it from their perspective right like you big bet turn you check right. flop so like yeah. you don't I have, have a jack you're repping like boats or like queen 10 ace queen ace 10 mm -hmm. and i think you know that's gonna make it's gonna be pretty tempting for most of their bluff catchers to call like you know two sixes two fives two fours two threes um seven eight king x like essentially they all beat the same hands yeah um so yeah just going super big i think is just an easy way to target all their bluff catchers um and then get a lot of money in the pot which is kind of what you mm. want here with a boat okay i went with the 
try to get a big bet from their values and bluff region more than me trying to get value my, by putting the money in myself. So I actually check the river. Okay. I think that's the other second more viable option is that... Um, Some of the, the, the like weaker King X that we talked about, like the King Fours and stuff like that, probably... I, I, I'm not an expert in like 600 big blind poker, but I would be surprised to see that flat and open on the button. And yeah, like maybe. a lot of this good King X is just like with... With three bet, I I expect the three bet like the king ten suited, but I guess we also said that I wouldn't be shocked to see him show up with king jack on the turn. So, well, I mean, like it's the pocket pairs, you know, yeah. the, the yeah, just yeah, yeah. the the bluff catchers that they have. That's like yeah. you're you, like essentially when you check versus a range full of bluff catchers, you don't make anything because right, they right. just generally check behind, which is yep. like kind of a disaster with your hand. Um, they bet three twenty on the river, which is a pretty I was good surprised sign to see the size. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're essentially repping, repping like a jack, right? Is this a jack? I thought a jack would go bigger. I, I, I didn't really know what this was. Like, is he saying he's like thin value betting king-queen or something like that? Like, Oh, what are they targeting like from their perspective, right? I, like, I guess a king. Yeah, I just thought that if I had a jack and was targeting a king, I probably would not bet. Well, they have all the jacks in their range, so I, like, do they really just get to two X River versus? Yeah, I don't know. No. Um. So now it's like a matter of how big do you want to raise? Mm-hmm. Um, just targeting the Jack X region of their range and hoping that Ace Jack through Jack yeah. Ten or something finds a call. Yeah, I mean, I think you just go. Yeah, there's 700 in the pot. The final board is king, seven, deuce, jack, jack. No flush available. I don't know, 1,400, 1,500. Yeah, I just try to give them two to one-ish. Yeah, you just go like quite quite big and leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hand's not over. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. That's a surprise. So you check raise a 13 and they bet three bet the river to 4,200. <laughs> what, what were you thinking here? Well, okay. So it's not like insane for him to have value here, right? Like King Jack, I think is maybe the the value hand that I would expect to see if if I called here and lost. Um, also, one thing I was thinking about was that like, is it possible he does this with Ace Jack? Like he value bet three bets ace jack, thinking that it's so unlikely I check kings, a set of kings on the flop or or on the river or a hand like you know a hand that's better than ace jack. I would never play this way. That's we another to check, thing that inter huh? check it twice, right? Because you check the turn. No, I bet the turn. Remember, oh, I bet, you bet the on turn. The turn. Yeah. Okay, you bet the turn. They called. Yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> I mean. Your range still seems pretty freaking uncapped. Like yeah, that's what I think too. Like, I, I was... you could have kings, you could have sevens, you could have deuces. Like, you've got so many boats that, like, ace jack would be an overplay of like <laughs> feels like monumental proportions. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be, it would be. I don't know if overplay is the right word, but at least at the least, like, extremely thin. Um, yeah, maybe overplay is the right word. <laughs> Just trying to be nice. Um, king seven, king deuce. 
maybe yep. those would be like the those have like, to flat pre. They have to flat pre, um, and then not bet the flop. Yep. When they flop two pair, oh my! But then they also just don't raise the turn. <laughs> it's such a spot of like what? How do they have it, and then how do they do not have it? Well, you could see some not have its. They're harder to see. I mean, geez. What's a good not have it? Like King Seven, King Deuce, it like checks back, right? Oh, I think like the good not have its, yeah, are hard to have, but like just, you know, someone looking at Queen Ten and saying, Well, <laughs> I'm gonna try to win this hand. Why would you raise like 3k more <laughs> like you're you're it's it's such a like ridiculous size because if you have queen 10 and you're like try i guess you're trying to fold out like like a, a ace jack. high or something <laughs> i mean you're trying to fold out a jack right like if you're trying to fold out ace high you just click click it on the river you, yeah. there's no reason to go bigger than that this so is like, kind of a click it's not a click okay okay all right, but all right. th they bet three you raise a thousand and then they raise 3,000 more. Right, like, right, that right, is right, right. not a click at all. That's actually like... Uh, it's not a big raise. 1,600. It's like 200% pot. It is a big raise. <laughs> like, I... Oh, my God. Uh, I'm... It's a big raise, but I'm getting such a good price. How can they both be true? <laughs> um, yeah, you need to win like a third of the time. I assume, like, from everything you're saying, I assume, like, you're not even going to consider folding. Um, well, I wasn't considering folding. I was, like, I was thinking about, like, speaking of overplays, I was thinking of if I could get away with a, another raise. What the? F what am I listening to? Like, what world is this? I was like, well, if he Four has ace-jack sometimes. River? Yeah, I know. I just got carried away thinking that he might have ace-jack here. Yeah. I mean, I'm... Yeah. I don't know what you guys are doing, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about about this hand from both perspectives. Like I, I guess. didn't I did not put in a another raise. I didn't I just put in the twenty nine hundred. Yeah. I'm like I mean, I, I'm just I'm flabbergasted to be honest. <laughs> I would never expect to see a bet three bet on the river here. Like yeah, I was I was extremely surprised too. I was surprised by his river size. I was surprised by the bet three bet. Yeah. I mean I, I don't I would I would highly consider folding. Like I just, what? It's so it I just don't know. It seems like so bizarre to me that like I'm totally uncapped. I've got kings full. I've got quad jacks. I have uh, jacks full of kings. I've got sevens full of jacks. I've got deuces full of jacks. And like this dude just doesn't care. They don't have any of those hands and they just don't care. They're just going to put in the third bet on the river here. Like it just seems so suicidal. Maybe he just doesn't think, give me credit for having any of those hands when I check the flop. Well, you got quad jacks for sure. Yeah, yeah I have quad jacks. Yeah. And you have king jack for sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's what he. I mean, come on. Like you said, they're a strong player. They they think that you're just always betting like probably not King probably. Jack on the flop. Like that's, right, right, right. you know, <laughs> we, we can't both say villain is like a very strong player and then also say that they just assume we always bet our top pair out of position. Oh, right? yes. They, I, I, he's, those two I think are, he's good. He's like of the caliber where he would expect me to check 
back King or check King Jack on this swap. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I my my heart wants to fold, but <laughs> um, I I know that since you wanted to put in like the another bet here on the river that you didn't fold, I did so I guess fold. we'll see we'll see the reveal. Um, the ten nine of diamonds, so they have a double gut shot on the turn that they didn't. They did also didn't three bet the nine ten of diamonds pre flop. Well, you found it. <laughs> Maybe there was some like live whatever thing going on because there's like the folding like never even crossed my mind on the river. Yeah, I mean, again, you're privy to like. Right, right. Energy reads, you know? Yeah, there's probably, like, I'm privy to things that I am probably don't even fully process that I'm yeah. privy to. I mean, this this is not, like, not a slam dunk decision here on the river. It's not like you just snap call. Right, because sometimes think, you like, have to put in the fourth bet. <laughs> the fourth bet. They have 9-10. I don't think your fourth bet was going to do very much other than improve <laughs> your red line. Doesn't three bet 9-10? Maybe doesn't three bet queen jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Tactical Tuesday. John, I don't even know. Check range on the flop or no? What, what, what did we have a we have uh, any uh, consensus as to? I may as well, right? Like it seemed like it works out. Just check check range and then let them just put in infinite money here with ten high on the river in a spot where you're just completely uncapped. See you next right. week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast. 